Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. So good afternoon. It's Delene Allen. Network equals net worth. I am thrilled to introduce you to Greg Peters, the reluctant networker. I love that. So our guest started out his professional life as a computer programmer with, as he puts it, all the social skills that implies. Now, as the co-founder of Third Generation Networking, host of the podcast of the same name, and author of Hello and a Handshake, The Reluctant Networker's Guide to Survival and Success at Your Next Business Gathering. Uh, Greg's goal is to help everyone make that journey from networking reluctance to connection success. Please join me in welcoming speaker, author, and formerly reluctant networker, Greg Peters. Greg, there's a story there. I know it. <laughs> Jolene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, again, I was, I was a computer programmer, and honestly, they didn't want you leaving the office and going out and talking to people. I mean, that was not encouraged. You were supposed to get your work done. Um, so when I actually left the university to start my own business, I was shocked. I don't know if you've heard this, but when you start your own business, you actually have to go find the work. <laughs> I know. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And so I, I discovered I really kind of had a couple of choices. I could do some cold calling, which sounded like just repeated rejection. And I didn't really want to do that. So I decided to try this networking thing, um, whereupon I discovered that I was woefully inadequate by my prior training to be successful at it. And uh, I had to really, there was a, it was a skill set that I had to learn to, in, in order to be successful. It sounds like third generation. You have a couple of stories that you could share between your grandmother and your mother. I mean, how many times did she move? My grandmother, uh, when she was growing up, was very shy. And after she married my grandfather, because of his job, he wasn't in the military or anything, but he was uh, running labs all over the country. Uh, they moved 17 times in 11 years. Wow. And for her, this was horribly painful because she would come to a town and not know anyone. And by the time she left, she still didn't know anyone. Um, and I don't know what was the, uh, the factor that finally triggered her to change, but she decided at one point that if she didn't meet a friend the first day when she came to a new town, then she was going to leave town friendless. And so she made that change. And from that point on, the first, you know, she would go to the grocery store because you always have to go to the grocery right after you move to a new location. So she would start chatting with the people in line. She would chat with the cashier. She would uh, join the local church. She would find the local golf league or go bowling or whatever. But she became very intentional about her networking process. I, I'm sure they didn't call it networking back then, but she was making connections in those communities. But you know what I, I love, sorry to interrupt, the, the intentional part of what you just said, it was to make a friend. You yes. know, I believe if we look for the human connection, 
if business is going to happen, it's going to happen. But that human connection. So you pick some of this up, maybe without realizing it, but you got to that place where, like your grandmother, what am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was very much, it, it was funny. I only found out many years later that she was shy because to me, she was always surrounded by people. I mean, she had friends everywhere we went and she was always, and, and honestly, let's face it, I was probably at the time five years old. When you're a little kid waiting for your grandmother to stop talking to people, oh, it lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then your mom? You know, my mom, uh, she's always been a hero of mine. And uh, she, I, I don't remember her ever not being a networker. Um, and for her, she's an introvert like I am, but she, some of that introversion was overcome by the idea of just being curious. She's always tremendously curious about other people and fascinated by them. So she always loved talking to them to find out their stories and still does. I mean, that's, that's what she does all the time. Uh, is is uh, she's curious about them and looking for ways that she can help them. Exactly. Well, and curious is another, I love intentional and curious because everybody does have a story. And if you care enough about people and making that human connection, the things that you will learn and the things that will be revealed are amazing. And coincidences. Yeah, we had a BNI meeting not too long ago, and there was a gentleman there from Prince Edward Island, and I'm in Nova Scotia. And then there was a gentleman who visited from Malta, right? Mm -hmm. I love Zoom. You can go anywhere in the world now. Now, here's this. What are the odds of this man being from a little beach town out, you know, in the outskirts of whatever big city in Malta? And this gentleman, what, what would they actually be? So I put everybody into breakout rooms and these two were visitors. So we were chatting with them. And the P person from PI, the gentleman from, uh, I think his name was Robert from Prince Edward Island said, my in-laws rented a place at such and such a place in Malta a few years ago, we spent a month there. That's the same place where this guy was from. Now, if you didn't have a conversation, never would have happened. Oh, it's, it's amazing to me. <clears throat> I remember a gentleman took one of my classes, though this was probably a decade ago now, and we ended up going out for coffee together just to chat and find out more about each other. Turns out his girlfriend is related to my, my family, my, uh, my mom and my grandmother, whom we just talked about. They, they, in fact, they have the same, uh, there's, a, there's a book of people who are descent from the same guy, uh, Dickinson, that came over from England, and we're all related. It's <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So tell me first about your mom's business, because you've now, same thing, third generation, love to see something get passed along. So tell us about that first course you took when you realized you weren't quite sure how to network. I love that. Yeah, I, I was, I had just started this business and I knew that I did not know how to network. And my mom, by this point had actually, uh, she had licensed a, a training program that she was running. And so uh, she said, hey, Greg, you might want to consider taking this course. And I, I, I said, well, okay, look, I'll take a look at it. Uh, I did not get the family discount. I had to pay full price in order to actually take my mom's class. <laughs> smart businesswoman. She is a smart businesswoman. Uh, but the, the cool thing was I learned so much from it. I learned so much about how to create systems around your networking practice uh, and as a computer programmer, systems, uh, they really appeal to me because when you have a system for something, you can repeat it. Um, when you're just trying to wing it, 
you're not going to be successful on any sort of regular basis. And so that was one of the wonderful things that she taught me right from the start as to how to build those systems around your networking practice. Excellent. Excellent. So tell us again how you started to develop clients, because certainly as a programmer, I mean, I would think, wow, there's so much you can do on social media, but we still need that connection, don't we? Well, this was also back in the ancient times, uh, back when the web was just starting. And so there weren't a lot of web programmers out there. And so I, I was kind of stepping into a void, which was kind of nice. Um, but I would go out to those, those chamber events. And what I found interesting was I never sold anything at a networking event. I developed great connections and great relationships. And those would sometimes put me in touch with the jobs that I needed, but I never sold anything at a networking event. And I think that's one of the big things that people have to understand. And if more people did, more people would be comfortable with networking because no one likes to sell and no one likes to be sold to. So let's go out and make friends on purpose and see where that takes us. Uh, find something you have in common and the conversation will, will have a way of wanting to keep going. And that's where the connection happens, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and one of the th most important things that I can think of, best ways to, to actually develop those relationships is always, always, always be looking for ways to be of service. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be you. It may not be your business, but as you become a stronger networker, you have access to resources and people that you can put in service to your network. So I know my mom, she says that when she goes out on a networking, uh, when she's meeting with someone, even for the first time, she has a little notebook and she puts little asterisks next to notes where she thinks she can connect people together to help each other out. Um, in fact, the two of us were just on a call this morning and being interviewed. And the, the, the woman who was interviewing us, my mom was trying to connect her with someone. <laughs> so you just never know when that's going to happen. And, and to, to always be listening for that is the, the key, I think, to being a great networker. Oh, and listening, another word I love, two ears, one mouth, listen accordingly, right? That sometimes people are so anxious to get that next thing out that they're not really hearing what that person's saying to them. And again, if we ask enough questions, you can get the information that you need. But again, I always like to say, um, I'll give you an example. We had a wonderful speed networking event not too long ago. And I, I put people into breakout rooms and I said, you have to find something in common. So even before they went to the breakout rooms, I said, okay, who's got a pet? Five people had golden retrievers. Guess what room they all wanted to be in? Fast friends. Mm -hmm. and, and not necessarily five people that had similar businesses, but didn't matter, that human connection. And since then, they've all, they've all done business. And it was like, all because of their dogs, like, Right. Yep. If, uh, finding those personal connections in many ways, I think the personal connections are better because then you learn to like each other as people first. You're no longer prospects or possible business relate. You know, you're no longer trying to create something that's artificial. You're actually connecting on a human level, which is where the best networking occurs. Oh, well, and, and let's say in the middle of a global pandemic, I mean, they, they talk about how we have Zoom fatigue, but it's like, oh my God, if I didn't have this, I would be crazy, okay? <laughs> like a plain old phone call seems so dull now compared to this because we get to see each other at least. And, and you know, again, feel a little bit more connected than just two voices on, on a phone line. But same thing, that 
if we've got strong connections when there are tough times like this, Greg, don't you think that makes a huge difference in us being able to persevere? Oh yeah, uh, and, and it doesn't just have to be a global pandemic. I mean, we run into problems all the time. In fact, when I used to speak in, and, and will eventually speak again in front of people, <laughs> I would ask, I say, raise your hand right now if you are facing challenges in your personal or professional life. And you know, people would raise their hands and anyone who didn't, I would of course say, you're lying. <laughs> I said, all right, now put your hands down, but look around the room. Somewhere in this room, there's a person who has faced the exact same challenge or may even still be facing it. And the two of you together might be able to solve that problem, or they might have the information you need to get past this challenge. It's just a matter of reaching out to the person at the next table. Exactly. Exactly. Again, that human connection. When you're dealing with a lawyer, do you want them to overlook anything? We never want. It's those I's dotted and T's crossed that makes any transaction with a lawyer a whole lot more peaceful and productive. So Lori Laviolette from the Laviolette Law Group says the only thing that Laviolette Law overlooks is the Bedford Highway. So for many, many different requirements of a lawyer, like home transaction, real estate transaction, family law, wills and estates. She can take care of you from birth to grave. So for the whole family, for peace of mind, Laviolette Law and Lori Laviolette, highly recommend her services. So Greg, I really want you to talk about your business. I was the reluctant networker in my first business. I ran a home-based business 30 plus years ago before people ever ran a home-based business. If, even though I got to where I was doing a few million a year in sales, people would still say to me, you don't have a real business. So why don't you go get a job? And you think, why would I want to get a job, right? <laughs> but I didn't know that I was networking because I don't think we really put that into action. But I was in a customer service based where if you kept the customer happy, you still had business coming in. And my little game I played with myself, because I think we have to do something to motivate us would be if I didn't get a name for you before I left or a referral, you know, I had to go hand out a business card when I left. So I was really good at getting referrals. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, from the reluctant networker to the networking pro, tell them about the first class I sat in, because I have to tell you, 30 plus years, you totally blew me away with that brilliant concept. Well, the, the first class you actually attended with us was uh, one of our 21-21-21 series. And uh, this is, we had 21 different topics uh, for 21 minutes at $21 each. Like <laughs> My mom came up with that idea. <laughs> but it is like the best value, but it's, I mean, it should be a million for what I learned even from that well, first and one. I think the one you attended was we talked about the quote Sputnik diagram and the idea of who could refer to you and the idea of it, it may not be necessarily who you think. It could be anyone who serves the same target market and doesn't compete with you. So, you know, just because you are, you know, it's 
the, the obvious ones sometimes are, you know, if you have a, a, a real estate agent and maybe uh, you want to uh, always work with the commercial lender or the, you know, the residential lender at the local bank. Well, so does every other real estate agent out there. What else do people need? So suppose you're selling to young families. Uh, well, what do young families need? Well, they probably need childcare. Uh, they probably need uh, uh, maybe um, uh, clothing for their children. I mean, these, there are a lot of different things that they need that, hey, what if you know someone who's in that area? Could they possibly be putting you in contact with your target market? And it's to kind of think outside the box of what's the obvious referral partner. And as with many brilliant ideas, just so simple, but visual. And I tell you, it has changed a lot of uh, business owners that I network with in realizing, you know, spread that wider net. You just get, you know, better quality, higher quality referrals that turn into really good clients. And if you speak on, again, that human connection, but when a person gives you a referral, the difference between just, meh, see him on the street, hand out a card to getting a really good quality referral. The difference between those two, yeah. Well, it's it's it makes all the difference in the world, because if it's a just hey call him and, and you can use my name, they they aren't ready for your call. You're still pretty much a cold call to that that end person, but a truly good referral, one where the the person is even willing to do some introducing for you, um, at the minimum an e introduction, but even better is a Zoom introduction or a, a, at least a phone introduction where there's voice to voice where they can brag about you a little bit. It, the cool thing is if someone else is making that connection, they're bragging about you, that's great. You bragging about yourself is pushy. So <laughs> being able to get that really good referral and being willing to even ask for it. You know, if someone says, hey, call this person, oh, I really appreciate that. Would you be willing to give me an introduction? You know, go that step further. Most people are going to be willing to do it, but you have to be willing to ask for it. Now, um, we had a BNI member who, after they, they watched the class that you taught for us, went back to some clients that he had just developed. And he said to them, I'm going to do something I'm learning from, from BNI, from my networking group, that I, first of all, I want to thank you for your, your business. Um, I want to make sure you're happy with everything. So if, depending upon the type of business kind of went over, were you pleased? You know, I always appreciate feedback. Now, how can I help your business? Who can I refer you to? He said, it is unbelievable. And, and of course, he said, now, if you've got referrals for me, I'd appreciate that as well. But he offered first and really, really made the notes like your mom did with the asterisks of, let me think of some things that some people that I can connect you to um, and to be willing to give of your time and, and that. And he said he's now gotten more business from clients, like in the short period of time, even if he's maybe only gotten back to maybe like 10 that he cannot believe the business, he's gotten more business from them. Because, you know, sometimes to call, thank a client, oh, I forgot to order, or I'm thinking of, or I talked to somebody, but he said he can't believe how well that has gone. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the interesting thing is, it doesn't always have to be about a sale or a client or the bottom line. Sometimes people need other things in their lives. Um, whatever gifts you can give, I mean, that just solidifies the relationship even more. And it gives you an excuse to check back in with them at the later date saying, hey, how did that go? 
Did you make that connection? Did you try that 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 uh, technique that I recommended? Gives you a reason to get, get back with them. Exactly, exactly. And then, uh, of course, when we give a referral, we give a little bit of our reputation. And when it's a good referral, you know, the person who receives the referral and the client, you know, we, we make everybody happy. Win, win, win. I always love that. But more important is that that customer, the next time they need something, may think of you and call you. Do you have a story about that? Well, uh... or an opinion, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it would definitely, uh, it definitely occurs that that people will touch back with you. And I, I'm thinking back to a time back when I was still a web developer. I happened to be, you know, I, I'd stayed in touch with one particular professor long after I'd left the university, and she happened to have a very large project come up. And who else? She said, "You know what? I can probably find someone, you know, working at the university to do this, but I trust you." And uh, you know, when 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 you have that established relationship in place, even if if even if they know that there might be someone more skillful, sometimes it's that trust level that that she understood that I was going to be treating her properly, that I was going to give her the information she needed. She trusted my work, and so that is a huge thing. Having that trust established, um, that it, it, I think it can actually transcend your business because. You know, as I said, I, I switched from being a, a web developer to teaching people about networking, you know, but there are still people who are in contact with me who knew me as a web developer. And uh, I've actually gone, they, they're part of organizations and they brought me in to speak at their organization about networking, but the, the relationship was established long before that. Oh, yeah. But that's where that word relationship you know, again, you can run into people you don't see that often, but if there's a bit of a relationship, it's like you pick up right where you left off. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, having that, that to me, that's why I called the podcast network equals net worth, because it's not about money. It's about relationships. Oh, very that, much so. Oh, that we are wealthy when we have, right? You know, something we love to do, health, happiness, all of those wonderful things. But it is the human connection that always enhances everything that we do. Yeah. And, and what a thrill that when you get a call like that from your former professor to say, wow, that she saw something in you that when you were a student that maybe you didn't even see. But when, when you decided to do this business, that it was still just like you said, she trusted you, wanted to reach out and support you. And I think that many people naturally want to do that we're just not always knowing how to do that mm -hmm. so i know you have a tip there too greg well you know in in staying in touch with people it's it can be a little challenging i will admit you know it's easy to to lose track of those and i my recommendation is first of all you need a system you need to have something you're following on a consistent basis you don't brush your teeth 14 times on sunday you know <laughs> it's it's uh uh, it's got to be a daily thing, but it doesn't have to be a huge effort. It doesn't have to be an hour a day. If you spent 10 minutes, you know, send out a couple email messages. Um, I, I have a, a program I call Connect Five. And what I do is each day of the week, I have a different category of my network that I reach out to. So Monday, it's about work. So I might reach out to clients or colleagues or, uh, you know, even vendors. Tuesday, I reach out to people who are in my industry. So I'm reaching out to my fellow speakers and, and uh, people like uh, 
like that in, in, in some of the groups that I belong to, like the local chamber. Wednesday, I reach out to my heroes, the people that I think of, you know, maybe I've read a book recently that I really loved, or someone, I saw someone speak that really spoke to my heart. And I just, you know, they're they always going to get back to you, but you never know. It could happen. Uh, Thursday is about people you've forgotten. You know, go through your mail list and your, your email archives or your LinkedIn list. And you know what? There were people there, I'd be willing to bet, that you haven't talked with in a couple of years. And if you reach out to them, they are going to love you, that you were thinking about them. And Friday, of course, is all about friends and family, your innermost circle. You'd be surprised how many people in your innermost circle have no clue what you're trying to do. And helping, you know, finding ways to help them and have them help you could make the big difference in your life. Oh, again, you know, communication, communication. Yeah. I love that plan. Is that one of your 21, 21, 21 classes? Actually, it is not. It's a part of actually, I had to come up with a brand new uh, keynote program as a result of the, the COVID. Uh, it's called uh, Staying Connected in a World of Isolation. And that's, a, that's sort of the key piece of it right there is, is, is doing this on a regular basis and, and breaking it up. And I thought it was really important to have uh, five different categories because it's so easy for us to focus only on our business. But this allows you to realize your network is far larger than just your clients and just your referral partners. It is, it's, and, and by reaching out to all those people, you never know who you can connect. And the more you can connect, the stronger your network is going to be. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Well, years ago, a friend built up a million dollar business sitting at home on LinkedIn when face-to-face -face networking was still happening. And he said, Delina, I just reach out. I, I make one new connection a day. I search their profile, see, and again, see if we have anything in common. Mm -hmm. This man is a huge fly fisherman. He loves to cook, loves nature. Um, businessman, like had, had, he's just a serial entrepreneur. So anybody who used to have a business or has a business that he used to run, he'd say, oh, whatever. But he'd start a conversation. They'd just make that connection. And I'll tell you, he, he would say to me, when I would say to him, you coming out to a network? He said, why? I get it all done here at home. And that, that was back when we were face to face. So you know, he's really an introvert. But the thing was, it didn't stop him from building a business, right? Well, and I think that's something that also uh, is sort of a misnomer. Everyone assumes that the networking is going out to these events. Networking is, that's a part of it. It's a great place to meet new people and maybe to have that light touch, but to really make stronger connections, you need to have those longer conversations. You need to be reaching out through email and, and sometimes for text. I, I, there's a guy actually, uh, he and I started, we had known each other uh, before COVID hit, but when the, when the epidemic and the lockdown happened, he and I started texting each other. We almost never see each other. We don't do this video thing. We don't make phone calls. We just text. And we have had conversations that have lasted days. We have found out so much more about each other and how much we have in common than we ever had before. Uh, we've become truly close friends. We share things about the frustrations we're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis and how to deal with them. And, um, and you know, so it doesn't have to be this big blown, you don't have to worry about the technology, text whatever, as long as you use the technology to make the connection, that's the important thing. Exactly, exactly. Well, and, and here's what I used to do, let's say at a chamber event. Um, I always show up early. That's the child of a military uh, person, <laughs> excuse me. So I would show up early and I would stand in a corner, right? 
And after a while you start to say, well, if I'm coming here, that's not exactly brilliant. So I would still get there early, but I would watch the first person who walked through the door, Greg, who had that deer in the headlights look and I go, well, they're more afraid than I am. I go over, hi, my name's Deline. You look more afraid than I am. Let's go meet some people. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people uh, sort of the rule for, for networking events is always look for the smallest group possible. And that smallest group is one. Yeah. If you can find that person standing by themselves, uh, you are likely to make, you, you are their hero. Um, and I was talking with a, an executive from Kellogg who said that's what she does. And she said one time she went to a networking event, there was a guy sitting by himself off in the corner looking uncomfortable. So she decided to sit down next to him and just start chatting with him. It turned out he was the president of a local bank. You know, just because they're sitting by themselves doesn't make them a bad person to connect with. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, no, I, even more reason too. But you're, you're absolutely right. Now, here'd be the other thing. So when these people, because now when I go to networking, because I've done this long enough, somebody will come over and go, okay, Delene, who are you going to introduce me to? It's like, <laughs> we, we look around the room and go, who don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I don't know that person. Oh, neither do I. Right. And I, I'll go over. And again, you know, they'll, they'll tell you about the body language, as long as there's a bit of an opening. So I go over and say, you guys are having too much fun. Forgive me for interrupting, but I, I want to hear what you guys are talking about. Then they all start laughing or something. introduce my friend and say, what were you all talking about? And they get back to what they're talking about, which is maybe, you know, again, that's not my comfort zone, but I've made it my comfort zone. Now we don't really go over and interrupt, but you know, when people see you coming over and there's that little opening, usually they look at you, you smile, you make a connection and say, I want to introduce you to my Freddy cat friend. <laughs> I don't say that, but anyway, but it's like now people will, will ask me to do that. And so of course, you know, like anything else, it's sometimes easier if somebody asks, right? Can you help well, me delete? It's, it's funny that um, what you're describing, I, I've got a whole section in my book called, it's about partner networking. Um, and uh, a lot of people have this confusion that when they show up with a partner at a networking event that they're supposed to talk to that person. And it's like, no, you are, you're basically wing, wingmen, wing people, whatever, uh, where the idea is that it's, it's so much easier to break into a conversation with two of you. Um, you don't, you're, it's, it's two groups joining instead of you having to put yourself out there. And so, I mean, that's one of the great mechanisms that you exemplified it perfectly is that you are sort of the leader and they're coming along and you are making that introduction for them and everybody benefits from that. Oh, yeah, because how many people go to a networking, they stand and talk to the people, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, 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 that's not what you're here for, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> now, now, what about also walking into a networking event with at least some idea of what, what outcome you would like to have? Oh, yeah, you gotta. I'm sorry, you gotta have uh, a goal when you walk in, because honestly, if you don't, if, if you don't know where the finish line is, you'll never win the race, you know? Uh, it, it, if you walk in, I think all the people that walk out of a networking event thinking that was a waste of time didn't know why they were there in the first place. Um, if you set a goal, and it doesn't have to be anything particular, especially for those of us, you know, back when I, I think back to when I first was uh, starting to go to networking events, now uncomfortable I was, honestly, the goal of saying hello to one person would have been sufficient for me. <laughs> But as you become more sophisticated, you can develop more sophisticated goals. But the whole idea is once you've accomplished the goal, you know you're done and you can go and visit the buffet bar or you can go and talk to the people you already know or you can go home. 
you don't, you know, once you've achieved the specific task that you have set yourself, then you know you're done and you've won the race and you don't have to stick around any longer if you don't want to. If you're having fun, hey, keep to it. Exactly. Exactly. But oh, I lo love what you just said. So uh, another thing, follow up. Like, you know, you trade a card and, and you just want to go, what are you doing? If, yeah. if you don't follow up, you might as well not have gone. Yeah. You know, it really, truly it's, it's, what's the point of that? Because you are not going to develop great, great connections with people once a month in a crowded room talking about the weather. You, you have to follow up. You got to have those longer conversations. Um, now, do you have to follow up with everyone? Only, no, only the ones you want to have a longer, a deeper connection with. Um, not everyone you meet at every networking event is going to be someone that you want to follow up with. And that's okay. But you have to be one that takes charge of that. Yeah. Waiting now, for someone else to reach out to you. That's not, you know, that's, that's eagerly waiting the phone to ring. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. Now, the other thing that I do love about some of these online platforms um, is uh, let's say prior to going, you can sometimes see who has registered. And if you see who's registered, then you can go in, check their LinkedIn profile, and then kind of decide based on that if these people actually show up. Now I have a list of people that I really want to meet. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really wonderful. And, and sometimes even if it's not posted somewhere, you can actually contact the the person who's running the program, and they're they're willing to let you know who who might be showing up. They might even share the list with you. And there's nothing wrong with calling them up. In fact, organizers as long as it's not 15 minutes before the event, <laughs> you know, in general, they actually like it when people contact them and ask them about the events that they're running because it shows that there's actually interest there. Um, I, I don't know, you probably run one or two events in your time and it's kind of nice to know people are going to show up. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and let's say only because I list some of my events on Eventbrite or Meetup, what's really neat is even those that register and don't come, you still have a connection. So it's yeah. like, I'm so sorry you missed it, but I'd really love to meet you. And, you know, again, it's kind of like, wow, I, I registered for that and totally forgot about it. But yeah, I'm interested. And so it's amazing how those conversations can start too, even though the person didn't show up. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing also is if you do contact that organizer, you can you can find out, first of all, a lot about the group and a lot about what to expect. And if there's any surprises, you know, sort of what the agenda is. I don't know about you, but I've, I've shown up and there was an event. They have an activity that I wasn't ready for. You know, are they going to do a pass the mic where you need to have a commercial ready? Um, are you going to have a, a, a business card passing mechanism? I went to an event one time where I was completely, I'd never attended this before. And the person who invited me didn't warn me that I needed to bring a stack of business cards. And so I only had two or three and well, I spent the first 15 minutes writing out by hand on blank business cards, my business card. It's like, well, that would have been nice to know ahead of time. Now, this is back in my ancient days, so I, I'm a little more prepared now. But yeah. Or taking, taking a picture and sending it along. But yeah, options, yeah. more options, definitely. But uh, staying in touch and connecting uh, now more than ever, that we're going to be utilizing these platforms, which also really geographically, I mean, you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but we can converse, we can network, and we can learn so much. So Greg, for our listeners here today for Network Equals Net Worth, any last minute tips you want on the miracle of networking? Uh, 
I think my biggest tip is just understand how important this is to your success. The people, we, I, I don't know if you suffer from this in Canada or not, but definitely in the United States, we have a very strong do-it-yourself mentality. The problem is that nothing of true significance ever gets done on your own. Um, you, you just can't. There, there is too much to know to think that you can do it all yourself. And so if you truly want to be successful, if you truly want to be significant in your life, it's completely dependent upon how many other people you can bring in and how many other people you can affect. And that's all about your network. Exactly. So if you want to learn more about Greg Peters and the Reluctant Networker, we'll post all of his contact information. And again, if you haven't checked out 2121, that's 21 classes that take only 21 minutes and cost only $21. And it is the best deal ever. Thanks so much for listening. It's Delene Allen, Network Equals Net Worth. I'd love to hear your story. Thanks so much for listening. What you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.